Hello, this is Terry. And this is Coco. And this is Adventures in Organized Chaos. Where we talk about... Local politics. National politics. Some culture. Lots of culture. Some movies. Definitely some movies. Maybe some books. Mmm. We talk about organizing. Absolutely. Let's talk about that movement work. Let's get into it. All right. But first, I'd like to take this opportunity to add some deep thoughts by Terry Gibson. Oh, you're getting all kind of ego boosters right now, huh? I, I don't know. like When you're open to them, they come. I don't know if it's an ego boost. I think what it is is like what, I've, what, I've, what I'm admitting is that I'm in a period of transition and transformation. Mm-hmm. Right? And that transformation is taking place like all over the place. Right. My relationships also, you know what I mean? Well, that's so, part of your life, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's partly ego boost that makes me feel good, you know what I mean? But I think the other part is I'm really just embracing change, you know what I mean? There you and go, like, nice. And all of it. I like it. All of it. All Very of it. cool. As Very freaky cool. as that change may be. <laughs> Doesn't all have to be freaky, <laughs> yeah. as long as some of it is. <laughs> keep it freaky. All right, let's <laughs> Okay, let's okay. Let's like, get it together. Got. Oh, I thought it was on. Yeah. <laughs> Is You're this not on? Really, is this on? You're not a really good engineer today. No, I'm <laughs> just not tripping. Doing oh. oh my gosh. Is it is it like so I guess we're gonna start off with this parade recap. We can. I mean, we can leave it for the end. It doesn't really matter. We can put it in the podcast wherever we want. I feel like it needs to be addressed. Okay, let's address it. I'm gonna address it. What was it? What I wanna it? thank every sign carrier <laughs> that showed up to the parade. Yeah. Because you guys, man, listen. There were like 130-some slots. Yeah. It's like 230-some people signed up. Right. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty impressive. Um, and it's my understanding that Counselor Tessie Murphy Rambaletti, <laughs> who also is on the parade committee, was in charge of um, getting all the sign carriers. So I would say she did a pretty good job. Big shout out. Yeah. Big hallelujah. shout out to Counselor Murphy Rambaletti. <laughs> yeah. Nice job. <laughs> That's right. There was a lot of people involved, but... Um, yeah, that seemed like a pretty big task there just to get people to sign up on a cold day to carry signs. And, you know, once you numb up, it's not that cold. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. You know, just you got to get used. Just got to freeze. Just got to freeze first. (laughs) And then then you can't feel. Once you're all the way frozen, nothing matters anymore. You're good. You're good. Nothing matters. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it was a, it was a really great time. I'm always, I you know, I considered signing up to be on the parade committee. So I have a I have a whole like maybe not a full year, you know, to think about whether or not I want to be on this committee and help. Yeah. I don't know what I, w- I don't know what that job entails. Well, from what I understand, there was a quick mention of it um, yesterday in that there's like over a hundred people in the room at the parade committee meetings and that people just stand up and say whether or not they have made any progress in, in their tasks for their section or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, I'm like, I wonder how long that meeting went. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Like over a hundred people. I kind of want to be in the room now. Yeah. Like, it's I'm re- really it seems interested. really interesting because it comes together and it looks like, like it doesn't look like, chaotic Mm -mm. you know it's very Mm -mm. well organized so to think that there's that many people working together is pretty impressive so maybe it's a lesson on democracy is being in the parade committee i think it's probably a lesson in teamwork (laughs) because i don't think the parade is a democracy yeah it probably is a dictatorship (laughs) 
I'm probably going to tell you. I'm pretty sure somebody is making like decisions. Decisions. Mm -hmm. And not asking anybody how they feel about them. Okay. I could be wrong, but. I don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, like, the parade is a certain length. There's uh, so many cars allowed to be in the parade. Right. There's, you know, there's definitely like some things that are. That are t- that you know are gonna like pan out. Yeah. So somebody's like putting their foot down to make sure that that the parade doesn't end up willy nilly. Right. Just balloons randomly. flying everywhere. <laughs> the Shriners driving over cheerleaders' toes. Yeah, you got to make sure. Yeah, I, think yeah, I get it. Some I get coordinating it. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's democratic. I don't think you can suddenly decide that as the Shriners, you're just going to wear different outfits mm-hmm. and be at a different space in the parade than usual. Or it's anything. not going to happen. I don't think so. <laughs> your your role probably is just to call them and make sure that they're showing up. I have no idea. I don't know. Like, we got to, we got to, we got to just tap that's into gonna the be, meeting. That's going to be your <laughs> assignment. You don't want to join me? Interested Wait, in you don't want to the... join me? I have other duties. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have other parade related duties duties okay. sort of okay they're it, just not very you gotta wear a sash that's a lot of responsibility it's really hard to pin it on <laughs> <laughs> and the and the, the flower that we get mm-hmm. i can never get it to stay what about all these breakfasts that you have to attend <laughs> <laughs> all the breakfasts Bre- i only went to one breakfast you didn't go to the second breakfast <laughs> i went to the ambassador's breakfast um which was pretty impressive too um it included What's powdered that? eggs <laughs> um, the all-knowing, fast-talking Aaron Vega as the MC, which is always a lot of fun, and um, a lot of like special guests, foreign dignitaries, lots of political leaders from the area, and you know from like Boston and stuff. Nice um, senators, congressmen. Richie Neal was there. Um, most of the city councilors. Um, Juan Anderson Burgos spoke on behalf of Pat Duffy because she couldn't make it. She was sick. Um, So he got the pleasure of uh, giving an impromptu speech, which he pulled off very well. If anybody can do it, it's uh, little Juani come lately. (laughs) (laughs) He was he was he's pretty awesome. I mean, the, the part I remember was that, you know, there's like city in Ireland and Holyoke, like our sister city in Holyoke. And there's a pot of gold at each end of that rainbow, yeah. you know? And I was just like, oh my God, this is so cute. It's, so, that's adorable. Yeah, he had a very nice like speech that he just pulled out of nowhere that was heartfelt and, and pretty nice, you that's know? Great. So that was pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> and Holyoke is an interesting place. I just like, here we are. We, we've talked about once before being sister cities with Salinas. Mm-hmm. And and them being sister cities, having a sister city in Ireland as well. So, like, I, I just, I'm, I don't know. Like, it just makes me feel happy to be a part of a town that, like, represents and understands, like, the culture that's here, right? And the people that are here. Yeah, because there is a lot of culture, and I can't get online, so mm-hmm. I can't look up. So I want to say it's Kiri, but I could be wrong. I, don't, don't miss, don't, don't do that. Because <laughs> then we got to... <laughs> But then, then we got to post a retraction. Uh, yeah, we don't have to post a retraction. I think somebody will probably just correct me That's anyway, right. which yeah, is kind some, of... Somebody's going to get into your DMs. Community involvement. Community yeah, involvement is go. very important. Oh, so We love this. So, yeah. The parade was great. It was cold, green. Until you... Once you froze, then you were good to go. I never froze. I froze. I wore a lot of clothing. I always wear my tights. Like, it gets about 30... 40 degrees and then it's tights until it's about 60 again so uh, you know that's how that's smart it's pretty it's that's yeah. how i was raised too yeah, so you guys. <laughs> like people are like i'm freezing i'm like 
you clearly don't have enough clothing on. That's what you got to do. Layer up. <laughs> Layer up. Put yeah. it all on. But still, I froze. So, and the <laughs> <laughs> well, standing outside for an hour when it's like 16 degrees with the wind chilled factor is just not conducive to happiness. Yeah. Well, you know what helps? <laughs> you know what really helps hmm. is dancing. Dancing. Dancing and then screaming at the top of your lungs about firefighters mustaches that's that is great (laughs) well i have to say that the hand warmers from Mm. um one holy oak were pretty clutch i i like those a lot (laughs) believe it or not i never used one until what yep never used one of those hand warmers Uh, until then you clearly did not grow up in in this region um i did i did no i don't believe and that's why that's why i never such a liar oh <laughs> Ow. Don't Ow. lie. How can you grow up here and not ever use any hand warmers? Mm-mm. No hand warmers. I don't believe it. No hand warmers around here. Ow. Anyways. Um and yeah, we'll we'll post Sorry a, for calling you a liar. We'll post we'll post a retraction. <laughs> <laughs> post a retraction about calling Terry a liar. Oh, and for the record, the foods of St. Patty's Day in Holyoke usually include corned beef cabbage and mm-hmm. tostones. Yeah. Um <laughs> That yeah, that's fire. But I didn't get no invite. What to anybody's like corned beef cabbage social? I was all by myself. I can't believe you're looking across at me <laughs> with these accusatory eyes. And I wasn't going. I wasn't going to impose. As if I, you know, be like, yo, can I get a plate? Wow, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. And you know, my mom makes makes like pots for days. I'm sorry, Terry. And then we showed I had up. No to idea. This- I thought you were busy. You're very popular. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, popular Terry. I'll tell you next time. Okay. There's stuff going on. Yeah. Man, anyways, that's the parade. Well, thank you for recapping the parade with us. I don't think I did a really good recap, but I think you did a good job. I think I think um now that we're just gonna keep recording this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little punchy today, a little punchy. I don't know what's going on today. I don't know. I'm going to turn off your mic in a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Terry. Hey, Coco. Hey, have you heard about Explore Holyoke? I have not. Well, it's a new thing going on here because you know it's um, Holyoke's 150th year of existence, right? Say what? Yeah, it's super cool. That's a, um, so a long time. there's this new initiative. It's called Explore Holyoke. And the website is exploreholyoke.com. And they are taking submissions for all things Holyoke, especially events. So uh, Events? Yes. So like any event that I have, I want the community to be a part of, I could register it. Yeah, you can basically like on their website, you can send them information. They have like a, you know, contact us thing. And you send them information, say, hey, I'm having this event on this day. And that way you can get the information on their calendar and yeah, reach more people. This sounds like sounds like a plan. It's so simple. <laughs> it's crazy. So simple. Um, what's the what's the website again? It's exploreholyoke.com. Awesome. Well, I'll exploreholyoke.com. Okay, me too. Bye. Bye. So I found this really interesting um, podcast. Well, I'm always listening to podcasts, okay. which is why I wanted to do this podcast and with you because okay. we're listening to podcasts. Um, but I listened to this. Um, podcast it was like ralph nader talking to a high school senior and um she started this club called the luddite club and it's um 
she started it because she wanted to meet other like-minded high school students who didn't who wanted to get off their smartphones. Okay. And so it's like this whole thing around they get together, they meet, they sew, mm-hmm. they knit, they read, they they read like she gave herself a book challenge and she was reading like 100 books a year mm-hmm. and basically it started because she felt like she wasn't comfortable online mm-hmm. and it made her feel bad and you know she recognized that. Mm-hmm. Um, so her and her friends all have like flip phones and she talked about how how hard it is to text so she usually just calls people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really cute and it was all about you know building community outside of these web spaces that have become the new community. Mm-hmm. So I was really inspired by that and yeah she's a senior in Brooklyn and She's, she's doing her own thing, and she's pulling others on board who feel strongly about it. And um, the Luddite Club name mm-hmm. was actually taken from, like, um, <clears throat> historically, there was a movement in Europe when um, people working in different types of factories sort of were, were rejecting um, technology, mm-hmm. so the new machinery and stuff, because it was putting people out of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that idea of like rejecting something yeah. um, because it's not helping people. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my little tidbit for today. That's a dope tidbit. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's interesting though that like there does a there that there is a flip phone revolution, <coughs> right? Like that people are making that movement. Yeah. Take note, Apple. You know what I mean? Like y'all might have to come out with a flip phone soon. To I mean, the light phone is on the on the prowl already. Let's get it. Let's get it. Light <laughs> phone. Please go to, what is that, lightphone.com? Lightphone.com. I cannot get my nephew to respond to a text that has anything else but text in it. That's it and then so. he usually calls. But that's he's on the light phone. That's <laughs> he's on the light phone, phone. living lightly. Living lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I think there's something to that. I think also, for me, it makes me think about how technology, like, sometimes is what destroys us in the end, right? Like, I keep thinking that we don't even use our brain like we used to because we got our Googlers right there at our fingertips. Yeah, that's what I call it. Use the Google. And you could just Google everything, you know what I mean? And that's now an extension yeah. of your intellect. To the point where sometimes I even get frustrated if people ask me questions that I feel like they could have easily figured out for themselves. Right. Like, like, why are you asking me something that you know I don't know? Mm-hmm. Just Google Because I'm going to end up Googling it too. So, you, wait, you want, you're so lazy, you want me to Google it. No, nah, but there's might be, there might be actually like something interesting to this, right? Because your Google search is different than my Google search. I never thought about that. So, like, because my algorithm is trying to feed me what the algorithm think I need, and mm-hmm. then your algorithm feeding you what you think you need. This is true. So we can put in the exact same words and get totally different totally outcomes. Totally different outcomes. Wow. You know what I mean? You're, like, blowing my mind right now. It's called the filter bubble. Eek. Look it up. It's I don't like it. Bubble. It's scary. The filter bubble. Yeah, the internet is a scary place. I'm going to write it down. I don't know if I'll ever find this note again. I mean, I just watched you flip through that, (laughs) and I told you you need stickers for your notebook. (laughs) You need stickers for this thing. There's a lot lot going on. Sweet. Are my levels right? Your levels are right. Word. All right, so I don't have any other topics to discuss today. I mean, like, there's a lot going on in city council right now. I think Mm -hmm. still some, still some, Static over there. There was a, a big meeting focused on uh, housing and how ARPA funds it. Well, let's get right into that. Yeah. Okay. Fame. I'm gonna live forever. 
I'm a horrible singer. Why are you doing this? There's a new place called Fame. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is it what's what's going on at Fame? It they don't sing there, I don't think. Oh, okay. They have food though. Oh. What kind of food? Um, snacky stuff. Um, they have a lunch menu and in the evenings they have pretty nice drinks and, and other bar snacky stuff. I do like drinks. You like drinks? Yeah, drinks yeah. are fun. They make nice drinks. Um, well, uh, maybe I'll stop by Fame. You should probably stop by. Um, they are open, or they're at 386 Dwight Street, um, right by Canna Provisions. So yeah. they're in that like plaza-y, old building-y space. There's yeah. a lot of spaces like that in Holyoke. Um, and they're open Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 in the morning. Till 3? 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. Not a.m. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on weekdays mm. for like soups and sandwiches and stuff. And then Friday and Saturday, they're open 5 to 10 p.m. for like the drinks and the snacks. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. And it's a pretty cool vibe over there. I, I really like it. Nice, nice. Well, maybe we should stop by. Let's do it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how ARPA funding is going to be used for housing. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed the ARPA meeting. I'm a really bad counselor. Smack. So I don't remember the numbers now, how much is left, but uh, Holyoke spent half of it. Um, so that on on something we don't want to talk about. There was a lot. There was a lot of things. There was a lot of different projects that ARPA funding was used to support. I was a part of that uh, committee, and um, yeah, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. There was a lot of different projects that were being supported, but it's interesting now. Um, that like the focus is on housing and how can we use ARPA funding to support housing in the community. So I wonder why there's so much focus on housing all of a sudden. Mm. I can't imagine. Mm. Hmm. Maybe because we have a very old housing stock. Maybe. That, that's one, you know. I don't know. I went to a meeting or two or five about housing in Holyoke mm -hmm. and there was a pretty good turnout. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that's making a difference. Yeah, I don't know. And there's also like some tenant union action happening here. There's like a couple residents associations cropping up here and there. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if any of these actions are influencing You think they're just they just happen to be all happening at the same time you by know, accident? Maybe it's the trend. You it's know? trending. <laughs> it's trending. It's a tr <laughs> it's a trending topic. You know what I mean? Maybe oh, that housing. Or as I like to say, the new hotness. You know. Well, what you mean? know, we do need to live somewhere. Most of us can't afford to. So. Right, <laughs> right. That's the big. That's the big question. And I think even on like different spectrum. That was that was a conversation. That was a conversation that I want to get into. Mm -hmm. Really, is like the spectrum of affordability. Right. Like, what does affordable housing actually mean? Right. Yeah. Because you know what's I mean? affordable to you is not affordable to me. Right. But what's affordable to Jimmy over there might not be affordable to me either. You know. So what what's I mean? the affordable standard? Yeah, there should be an affordable standard, and I don't think that it should be. I don't know. I don't know if basing it off of like income levels. You know what I mean? Median income levels is the right way to do that because I think people get erased and like lost in those numbers. You know what I mean? Well, it's a really fine line too because when you talk about creating. Uh, rents based on income levels, you're mm -hmm. talking about social programs that run them. So right. now you're talking about state housing, which, you know, by default comes with its own set of issues. Right, right. So it's a really, it's a funny thing to, to try to figure out. I think as a nation, if, we, if we're really interested in this kind of stuff, we'd be 
wise to study nations who've done it well, well. and who've done it not so well. Right. right. You know, because it has it's it's being done. Right. And it's it's um and it's being done healthy in a healthy way in a way that like acknowledges the earth acknowledges our past transgressions against the earth you <laughs> know what I mean and like also like our past wrongs and harms against each other you know what I right. mean so there are some other some examples that we could be looking at um, I don't know if we have gotten to that point where we want those yet I think we I think right now we have a lot of brilliant ideas well um, conversations kicking yeah, and yeah. it's about time mm-hmm. I mean. I, I had a, I had to miss a, an appointment the other day, or not even an appointment, but there were some um, renters in South Holyoke who had complaints against their landlord, and their landlord was contacted by their local city councilor, mm-hmm. um, and the landlord apparently said, sure, I'll drive in from New York. I don't understand why this is going on. Thanks for letting me know. Now, you know... It, it may be different hearing from city officials. It may not. Mm-hmm. You know, absentee landlords a lot of times have no idea what's going on. As long as they get their check, they don't say anything. Right. So who knows what's going on? But I thought it was already a step in the right direction for this person to be, be like, basically, sure, I'm on my way. Let's figure this let's, out. Let's do this. You know, yeah. so I really wanted to be there because I just thought, wow, what a, what a change. Mm-hmm. You know, really, like, what a difference we can make when we, when we, Without the ask, right? You right. know, if a closed mouth doesn't get fed, if you need something, you need to ask for it. If you're not getting a response, maybe you need some support to keep asking for it. But I think putting people on notice mm-hmm. and letting them know we're watching and mm-hmm. and we expect more makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, <coughs> and I think something else that you bring up is that like to to right all of these wrongs, right? To correct what we got going on here. It's gonna take collaboration. It's gonna take reaching out to these landlords. And sometimes you're gonna get a response and sometimes you're not, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, it really, like that, that's kind of why I was really happy about the Tenant Bill of Rights um, because it did like include small landlords into that process and saying like, look, we know that you got rights too and mm. that they will inform what the tenant's rights look, you know what I mean? And, that, and vice versa. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that whatever it is that we do, I don't think that it's always like suing people, although right. I'm down for that too. <laughs> and I don't think that it's always like kicking in a door or right. you know, demonstrating, I think, but I'm down for that too. You know what I mean? I'm big for like the shame campaign, quite frankly. Like I, I really feel, well, I don't feel it. It's a fact that there are many bad actors in our city here, and I know nationwide as well. Mm-hmm. And they get away with it because they get away with it. Yeah. Because they're not held accountable. Because nobody says anything. Because they're bigger than the little guy who's living at their house. Right. You know, they have power over people. Um, people feel threatened. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say something, are you going to kick me out? These are people who are being threatened that they're going to get kicked out of their apartments and they don't have anywhere to go, you know, and they have families and they're living with a lot of things they shouldn't have to. But I feel really strongly that by bringing attention to this, we're already making a difference. So the landlords who are paying attention are like, oh, man, something's about to come down the, you know, down the pipeline. They can see that. Yeah. And so I think as long as we keep at it, I mean, um, Counselor Jenny Rivera and I have already decided that we, I mean, we're in the process of collecting all the addresses and phone numbers and um, emails of, of the problem actors. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm looking forward to writing a really nice letter and CCing some city officials, state officials, national officials, Board of Health, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I really feel like when, when people, people do different things when you're watching than when you're not watching. Right. And right now, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Or right now, people just started watching. Right. Well, and I, I would say this or, is, before we get into it, let's take a break real quick and then we could go get into the shame campaigns. Sounds good. I'm back. All right. So shame in a landlord. Does it work? <laughs> <laughs> I would think yes. I mean, I think so. I think that, that I think it's an interesting strategy. So like, uh, in Pittsburgh, what we did, some organizers did. I won't include myself into that. Um, but there were some organizers who, like, made billboards mm. of all the, like, biggest slumlords. Oh, wow. Posted them in, like, high-traffic areas. Don't give me no fun ideas, Terry. It was a great idea. And they also did lawn signs, which I know oh, Holyoke yeah. loves lawn signs, too. We do love lawn so, signs. So, like, you could put a lawn sign in front of a building, you know what I mean? And owned say, by a slumlord. This is owned by a slumlord, and this is his face. You, you know shouldn't I mean? rent like, here. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Um, and so there's there have been movements like that to, to kind of draw attention. But I don't know if that's a... That's, I, I, I don't... It might be effective for some, but for others, you know what I mean? Like, it might not... It might, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I wonder how the tenants would feel about that. Because they're already dealing with it day to day. So then they're being shamed, too, for living there. For living almost. there, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's not, I mean, that's definitely not my intention. Mine is more to say, hey, we're watching. Mm -hmm. The city is working on filling its gaps as far as, you know, um, being at capacity in the various departments. Like, we're really working on it. We're, we're hiring people. We're, we're doing more. We're being transparent. You know, like, I mean, I think more people are starting to feel like when they call City Hall, they get an answer or at least a response. Mm -hmm. um, same goes for their new city councilors, which, you know, I go into City Hall more often now and I can't help but notice people are like nice. Yeah. And that's a cultural shift. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, how many um, public buildings you go into and people kind of growl at you when you ask them a question, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I feel like as we see the culture shift, we'll start to see the, the city shift with it because we're paying more attention as a city to our residents right. and we're being more supportive of them and therefore they'll have more faith in us because things will actually get done in their favor. Right. It's right. crazy how that happens. No, I totally agree. I, I think that, and I think that that's the core of our organizing work, right? Like right. I really think that it's always about a culture shift because that's what we the historical harms when we look at like the legacy of slavery or whatever the case we all of that is a culture shift right and all yeah. of that has been a disruption to cultures and indigenous cultures and african cultures and even european cultures right and i think what we're trying to do when we talk about repairing those harms is kind of bring us back into better spaces where um, we can center that culture and center right I wouldn't say right cultures. That sounds weird. But, you know, center good, healthy, and regenerative cultures, right? Um, and I said that a lot. I said that <laughs> word a lot. And so I think Coco's going to be <laughs> no happy culture. that we talked about the culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I really do think, you know, even when you go into a space, um, when you go into a space that is predominantly white and they have, like, operated this organization for a long time and, like, they have their set rules, spoken mm -hmm. and unspoken, I think all of that is the culture. You right. know what I mean? And, like, in order for any sort of equity agenda or whatever the case may be to apply and to be implemented in that space, I think you're going to have to first, like, disrupt a little bit of that culture. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, as, as an organizer in this city, do you feel like you see any of that happening? The disruption, at least, for starters? 
Um, I, maybe unspoken. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's necessarily like a strategy written out. Right. I think that by nature, the work of an organizer and an activist comes through and disrupts that. Um, and then the way in which we want to co-govern, right? And we're like sometimes asking, sometimes demanding to be in spaces um, to share in the de decision-making process. So I definitely think that like it's happening. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Maybe not such an explicit like this is our objective, but it's something that that's that's taking place. It's becoming part of the culture. That's becoming part of the culture, <laughs> right? Like even when like you know folks are getting used to not that we want you to be used to, but y you know we're gonna show up at City Hall, right? Right? Like get used to that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's helpful be because guess what? People act differently when you're watching than when you're not. So knowing that people are gonna show up makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. Now, and I I will say like. You know, we have some cover, you know, having like uh, being able to watch and stream the meetings or whatever. So, so you don't necessarily know who's there, who's actually watching, whether that's on Channel 15 or uh, whether shouts out to Holyoke Media um, <laughs> <laughs> or whether, you know, you're watching on the Voxcast. But, um, yeah, it's nice to be in that chambers and like show up. And then also for for those counselors to recognize, oh, they're going to be here. You know what I mean? Like, well, and people are actually being encouraged by the mayor's office to stop by a public meeting. You know, yeah. um, the mayor's office fields a lot of, you know, the kind of complaints. Constitu it's like the constituents complaint hotline, you yep. know. So yep. they get a lot of the information and then they um, advise people who their city councilor is or what office they can go to to get what resources, et cetera, et cetera. So I think just having... Um, people in the building who say, hey, actually, what you're talking about is happening to other people, and they also have called about right. this. And so you know your counselor has put that on the agenda, or that's being talked about in public safety this week, right. or there's a whole tenant union movement, and they're having a meeting. Why don't you check it out? You know, like, it's really nice to have people just be helpful. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I have called an office in the past about something as simple as, like, the water bill and gotten like a <sighs> like you were inconvenienced. please them. hold right. you like know and I'm like I'm sorry I just wanted to check the balance because I'm a flake and I lost the bill and I know it's due and I thought I'd call silly me right, right. <laughs> I didn't want it to be late you know? right and 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 here you are now like supposed to be customer service giving me right okay but I size. feel like that's so different already and I don't and I really think it has a lot to do with um I mean, there's a lot of new employees, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe people were just, like, over it. But Who knows what the reason that, is. But that's you know? all part of that culture shift, yeah. right? Like, even new employees is, like... They come in with fresh air, right. and they're excited. New and ideas. They and think they can change things. They're naive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they do change right. things. Go for it, guy. Go for it. You, you got know? my support. There you go. Oh, it didn't work out? Ooh, surprise. You know what I mean? No, but that's... Again, that kind of goes into, like, why we need that culture shift, right? And, like, you know what I mean? Because people have seen naive yeah. employees, new, new and naive employees come in. I, I had this statement. This is going to be – this might be a problematic statement, but I will say for some people mm – -hmm. I, I won't say it as in the problematic way. What I'll say is for some people, they just want to do a good job. Right. Right. And like, and I think it's part of our nature and part of our upbringing, part of our brainwashing to want to like do the best job that we can possibly do, right? You give us the instructions, 
You tell us what's needed. We do that job. Mm-hmm. We're not going to question whether or not this job is actually harming people. Mm. We're not going to question whether or not this job is going to could be done differently. We're not going to question like whether or not this this job is being responded to by the community like in a certain way. Yeah. We're just here to do this job. Well, it's kind of reminiscent of you've all you've all always heard of someone saying like uh that's not in my job description. That's not in my job description, right? Like I'm just Well, here it still needs to be done. It's not in anyone's job I'm description. Just here to do my eight and hit the gate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not here for nothing extra. That's well above my pay right. grade. Well above my pay grade. Yeah. But then there's also people who don't want to do a good job. It's not like they're not gonna be good at the work, mm. but they're here to be disruptors. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't care about doing a good job. You hired me, you you messed up when you hired me. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be completely honest. They're like, oh, never, the suckers. You should have never let me in this Give door. Give me my check. Like, and, and then <laughs> go in there and just disrupt. Hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, understanding that this is what this space needs. You I'm, know what I mean? I'm hard. It's hard for me to imagine that. I mean, but some people do that naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people, like, being curious, mm-hmm. being a little naive, you know what I mean? And, like, asking all the right questions, you know what I mean? Like, yeah kind of naturally are disrupting this paradigm. But not on purpose. But not on purpose. So this is like good disruption. I thought you meant the people who are just there for the check and they're just like, I'm just not going to do it. No, there's... there's I don't care about the piles of papers that are ending up in the recycle because, oh, you never got that? Oh, I don't know what happened to it. Right. It got sent out on the 9th. That's the other side of the disruptor, right? (laughs) Who shows up. The negative disruptor. The negative disruptor. There's going to be a positive disruptor, right? Somebody who's pushing your organization, your work towards something bigger, better. Like Kanye says, do better. You know what I mean? Just pushing you to do better. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? We can all do better. I can't believe I just quoted Kanye. Thanks for hanging with us on Adventures in Organized Chaos. I'm Terry. (laughs) This is Coco. I'm going to step on all her words. (laughs) It's okay. We're in this together. Solidarity. (laughs) See you next time.